0: On this edition of Locked On Reds, the Reds have bounced back from losing the no-hitter in Pittsburgh much quicker than we hoped, and it's thanks to two pitchers, neither of whom you or I saw coming in spring training. Let's go. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and my co-host Stephen Offenbaker, who is still on the Indeterminate IL. Hopefully we'll get him back here soon, but he and I are both addicts of the Cincinnati Reds for pretty much our entire lives, and we've been podcasting about the Reds into our fourth season. We've turned an addiction to this team into information for you uh, thanks for making Lockdown Reds your first listen. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team, every day, and we're free and available on all platforms. On today's podcast, how the Reds stopped the bleeding, why Connor Overton deserves your respect, and why the pressure is on Tyler Malley. Let's start, though, with a great, great win as the reds snatch victory from the jaws of defeat that they thought had snatched their victory that was a crazy game connor overton pitched phenomenally but of course we have to start with the man who i talked about should be one of your fan favorites the guy who i said last friday is a dude who fans should love. Alexis Diaz, absolutely amazing. He deserves more high leverage looks. Yes, was it perfect? No. Was it inconsistent? Yes. He walked the bases loaded after, you know, it's it's um extra innings, so there was already a runner on second base and you walked two guys, bases loaded, but he had struck out the side. It's the the just absolute opposite ends of the spectrum when you're talking about pitching there, but Honestly, we talk about the fastball a lot, but that's slider. Oh, just if you ever, if you're Alexis Diaz and you ever need some kind of resume video Show that video of him striking out Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez had no idea where that pitch came from. He had no idea where that pitch was going. And I don't even know that he had control of his body at that point. He was just flailing. That was a terrible looking swing. He was trying to foul it off. I understand that. But he had no idea where that pitch was. That slider absolutely fooled him. Seriously, both of Alexis Diaz's pitches are phenomenal. And... Uh, you know, he stayed away. It was interesting. He had a strategy there. It's something that we talk about with the fastball that he's not really sure where it's going, but he did a good job. The two strikeouts that he had to begin the inning of Luke Mayle and Oster Mercado, uh, which actually I think it's reverse order there, but whatever. He stayed away from both of those righties with his fastball and got them to swing and miss. It was a really good pitching performance there. I know that, you know, he makes it really, really dicey there at the end. And whenever Jose Ramirez is at the plate, you're just like, well, forget this. The Reds aren't winning. But Alexis Diaz is just like, hold my beer. And I loved that performance. I I mean, it didn't really concern me, though, those two walks, because here's the reason why. He was trying to make a force at any base. That's smart pitching there. Anyway, really good outing for Alexis Diaz. I want to see him in high leverage situations more often. And who knows, whenever Steve comes back, we might have to do a a bullpen power rankings. I'm thinking of putting him at the top because he looks good. Also, Tyler Naquin, let's look on the hitting side of things. Tyler Naquin went yard. But for the most part, it was patience and the little things that spurred the hitting on. In fact, real quick, let's talk about Tyler Naquin against the Guardians. He's mad at them. Uh, they cut him, they non-tendered him, and the Reds picked him up. And in seven games against his former club, he has 11 hits and four homers in seven games. He absolutely just has a disdain for Cleveland, which, hey, I mean, in Cincinnati, we can get behind that. You're not from Cleveland. You're from Cincinnati. TJ Friedel also continues to prove something. Now, you're going to say, Jeff, he doesn't get on base very much. But when he gets on base, he does damage. He's gotten on base 16 times this season. Yes, it needs to be a lot more than that. But the 16 times he's been on, he scored 10 of those 16 times. Dude is really good at moving himself over, whether it's by stolen base, or he's very savvy whenever he can uh, advance on a fly ball into the outfield. I love watching him run the bases. I just wish I could see more of it. He's definitely not getting on at the rate that you would like, but he's doing that damage. In fact, it kind of, I mean, I'm not saying that he's anywhere near as fast or as special as Billy Hamilton was, but that was always our argument with Billy Hamilton. Well, he doesn't get on base enough, but when he gets on base, he does damage. That's what TJ Friedel does. And then Moose holy crap moose he continues his surging resurgence in the 17 games since he had time off for a strained bicep muscle he's slashing 328 that's the batting average 443 on base percentage and 569 slugging he's got three homers and a nice ratio of nine walks to 10 strikeouts and and keep in mind that before he went on the IL with that strained bicep, he played in nine games, and he had 13 strikeouts in those nine games. He was struggling mightily. This is a totally different moose, and I'm happy to see it. Also, Tyler Stevenson got a multi-hit game with an RBI. And in other news, the sky is blue. I'm I'm just happy with the way that the Reds played in this game, though, man. That was a huge bounce back. The Reds needed a win, and they got a win. We haven't been able to say that very much this season, but... The Reds got to win when they needed it. Connor Overton has been a surprise. You notice we didn't really talk a whole lot about him there in this first segment because I got a lot to say about him coming up in segment two. But he has been a surprise that I wonder if he can keep this up. I'll tell you what I see after I tell you about the best way to hire, which is LinkedIn. With spring in the air, it's a time of renewal and growth personally and professionally. As your small business grows, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs and reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn Post your job for free. And LinkedIn.com slash locked on MLB. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you for making Locked On Reds your first listen of the day. For your next listen, check out Locked On Now, recaps of Major League Baseball games with analysis from our local experts in 30 minutes or less. There's no better way to go through the Major League Baseball season than to watch and listen to the Locked On Now podcast. It's just like Locked On Reds, free and available wherever you get your podcast and make sure you're following locked on reds on all platforms, including YouTube. Thanks for watching us right here. If this is your first time, hit set, hit that subscribe button and make sure your notifications are turned on for when we've got new videos coming up for you on Thursday's podcast. The Tom Nichols report 2.0 is here. What's Ellie de la Cruz up to? I saw that he hit a ball out of day air ballpark the other day. Yes. I'm not kidding you. That was on the street absolutely crushed in the game that Joey Votto made a rehab start, which we'll talk about in a minute. And we go inside the Reds farm system with the inside man himself, Tom Nichols. That's on tomorrow's podcast. All right. Connor Overton. He has been a revelation. He has been the kind of pitcher that you did not expect because frankly, whenever they signed him, I was like, all right, cool. Whatever. Uh, Is he overachieving? Now here's the thing. I think that we need to first and foremost say what we know. And what we know is in his four starts this season, he has been incredible. He has a 1.59 ERA, which is nice. He has a 0.89 whip, walks plus hits per innings pitch. So he's allowing less than a base runner an inning, which is very nice. He has provided some quality innings to a rotation that has limped through the first six weeks of this season. I'm not discounting anything that he has done. But the underlying numbers, the ones that predict trends, say watch out. In fact, this reminds me last year of Vladimir Gutierrez. As much as I love Guti, there were a lot of numbers that were saying, yeah, I'd pump the brakes on him a little bit. He's not amazing. He's just okay. And Conor Overton is not even, it, it, the underlying numbers are very unkind to him. Right now, Uh, let's start with the one that really sticks out, and it's the fact that he hasn't allowed a home run yet. Now, you can be a really good pitcher, but you're still going to allow a long ball every now and then, especially pitching in great American ballpark. He hasn't done it. In fact, he's allowed over 45% when you're talking about batters making contact, over 45% fly balls and line drives, and none of them have left the yard. That's unsustainable. That's going to change as much as I hate to say it. That's going to change. But the biggest problem is he doesn't fool batters. In fact, he has the lowest chase rate on pitches outside the strike zone in Major League Baseball. He's in the he's literally in the bottom one percent and he's in the bottom four percent in whiff rate. He's not missing bats. So he doesn't fool guys into swinging. And when they do swing at the pitches that they're not fooled by, they're not missing. Eventually, those are going to fall for hits. He's, he does have a low batting average on balls in play. It's not super low. It's 250. So it's going to come up a little bit. But the contact, and this is where the, the whole thing kind of comes together. He's not striking people out. He's allowing fly balls and line drives that just haven't left the yard yet. The contact that he's been giving up is quality contact. And I saw our friends over at Reds Content Plus kind of said, like, think of Wade Miley last year when you said, okay, well, he's not striking guys out a whole lot, but at least he's allowing soft contact. Connor Overton's not even doing that. The contact he's been giving up is quality contact. In fact, his average exit velocity, for those of you that love this number, are, is over 93 miles an hour. The league average is 88. He's getting clobbered. He's in the bottom 4% of average exit velocity allowed. It's just the ball gets clobbered and then a Reds fielder catches it. Or it's a lot, or you know, a, a ground ball or something that gets picked up and thrown to first. But overall, what he has done for the Reds team this season has been phenomenal. And I don't want to understate that and underrate it in any way because the Reds have needed it. The Reds absolutely needed him yesterday and he came through. Now you pitch seven and two thirds innings and you do as well as he did throwing 98 pitches. You're thinking, okay, he had a really nice day on the strikeouts. He only had two strikeouts. That's not the kind of numbers that you would expect for that. He was pitching to a lot of contact and that contact was just turning into outs. There's a randomness. And especially when you're relying on this reds fielding unit, that is unsustainable. And as much as I've loved to see it, I'm not expecting that to continue. It's something that I think the Reds have gotten a little bit lucky with because we've talked about their lack of a plan for the roster. Connor Overton is a guy that at least softens that blow because to say that they picked up Connor Overton knowing he was going to do this, thats I don't believe that for a second. The fact that he is doing this is phenomenal. But remember there are numbers that predict. These numbers predicted Vladimir Gutierrez kind of coming back down to earth and these numbers for Connor Overton are very very similar if not even more so to the side of regression is coming. Just get ready. The next start for Connor Overton could be a little dicey as much as I hate to say that cuz I've enjoyed watching him pitch whenever I see him as a probable starter for the Reds these last, you know, last 2 weeks I've been like, okay, okay, I feel a little bit better about that. But coming up here soon, that might not be the case. So just kind of, you know, get ready. The underlying numbers, not as friendly as we would like them to be for Connor Overton. All right, tonight's pitcher, Tyler Malley. He's got a challenge that he must crush tonight. And should Nick throw another pitch this year? I know one answer you need, and that's Bilt Bar. Imagine dipping your finger into a plastic tub of birthday cake frosting, and then opening your eyes and realizing that it's only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That is what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Bilt. I just received my birthday cake puffs, and I'm telling you, they're my favorite flavor. Officially, they've taken over all other flavors. I love the birthday cake puff from Bilt Bar. You need to go to Bilt.com right now and get them right now because they might not be here tomorrow. These things are so amazingly tasty and they're probably going to go very quick, so get your hands on some. And if you haven't tried the puffs as a whole, I'll let you in on a little secret because that's what friends do. A chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. Yeah, you heard me, right? Delicious-flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate, and we're talking... A lot of protein in this marshmallow put it all together when you talk about a marshmallow covered in chocolate and sprinkles that doesn't sound like it should be healthy but in fact it is because it has 150 calories only 16 grams of protein heck yeah it does have nine grams of sugar but that's not too bad and it's an amazing option if you're looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety into your day plus built puffs include collagen protein which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits go to built.com to get the birthday cake puffs now and use the promo code locked 15 to save 15 percent off your next order that's built.com and the promo code locked 15 make sure you're following us on twitter you can follow steve at S. Offenbaker with two Fs. You can follow me at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And you can follow the Lockdown Reds account with no Fs. Also, make sure you're subscribed right here on YouTube. All right, Tyler Malley's got a challenge tonight that he needs to crush because his start to the season has been rough, but he's been riding the ship as of late. The question is, can he continue that success tonight or will we see inconsistent Malley show up? Will we see the guy who just can't seem to hit the strike zone and has to throw 100 pitches to get out of four innings? The last three starts, or sorry, last two starts have been better. He has 11 innings in the last two games with four earned runs allowed, including 14 strikeouts to just four walks. like to see the walks maybe down one or two more, but hey, that's a good start. He has allowed a home run in every game that he's pitched in May, though, but The nice thing is you can say that, but you can also say he is holding opposing batters to a 359 slugging. So when they hit the ball, they're not hitting it very hard. They're not getting extra bases because when you look at his numbers, and this is from baseball savant, he's actually pretty solid. Now he's not spectacular. You know, you'd like to see a lot more deep red in these numbers because red is good, blue is bad. His walk rate needs to needs to improve and his fastball velocity. It's always been low. He's, he's always averaging around, you know, 92 miles an hour something like that, but he's always efficient with it, or at least he has been in the past. The question will be, what's the splitter doing today? Because that's really where we're going to see if it's fooling hitters, if they're swinging over top of it, if they're flailing at it, like it's like, where did that go? Then we're going to see good Mally. If they're laying off of it, it's going to be a long day because we've seen that so far this season, but it's good to note that his underlying numbers are solid and they don't paint a picture of a pitcher that should be struggling as much as he has to start the year. I'm very happy to note that. Uh, but I, I know that when it comes to pitching on the road, we saw him a lot better this past season. He hasn't quite gotten there just yet. Those numbers that he was putting up last year have disappeared but hopefully he can do that today against this Guardians lineup. Quick uh, injury update because Joey Votto did a rehab start last night in Dayton. That wasn't his first rehab start. He played a couple of games in uh, A Louisville but he played in Dayton last night. He was crushing batting practice home runs. Went 1 for 4 in the game with a couple of strikeouts, but everybody said that he looks solid and both the both representatives from the team and Joey himself said he's going to be back for the series in Toronto, which is good. I mean, number one, it's always good to have Joey Votto in the lineup. But number two, for the Reds to go to Toronto and not have Joey with them almost feels like a crime. So it's going to be good to see him play against the Blue Jays this weekend. One uh, injury update that is concerning, and this is something that I have a question for you about, and you can respond down in the comments here on YouTube or you can tweet at me at Jeff Carr with three Fs. Or tweet at the show at Locked On Reds. Nicoladolo has stopped throwing for a week. Uh, he he recently went on the injured list a couple of weeks ago with back spasms. Um, I thought at the time they're just managing his innings, but the fact that they've completely shut him down from throwing whatsoever leads me to believe that that not only was wrong but that was way wrong. He is hurt. It's too early to say that this is becoming like a it's gonna be like a chronic problem for him. Something that we talked about with Sonny Gray, where he was just like, yes, this is something I will have to deal with, you know, for the rest of my career. I don't think we're there yet. And I think because of that, this idea of should they just keep him shut down needs to be talked about. And maybe it is. Maybe the Reds are already approaching this uh, with kid gloves, and they should, because Nick Lodolo. As much as Hunter Green is a huge part of this Reds' future, so is Nick Lodolo. They go step in step. They both got called up this year. They're both going to be the future top of the rotation. The Reds really need to treat this with kid gloves because it feels like sometimes they rely on the player quite a bit to be like, yes, I'm healthy. And they bring him back too early, and then they tweak it. See Jonathan India, who still doesn't have a timetable to start a rehab assignment. Uh, Nick Lodolo... I'm wondering if he should pitch again this year. I would love to see it. I would love to see it. And hopefully this really is just over. And maybe the shutting him down for this week is the over-cautiousness that we want them to have. But there's still a question in the back of my mind of, okay, number one, the Reds aren't playing for anything this year. I'm just hoping that they can hit the over. Uh, he's got a very promising career ahead of him do we really want to risk him having some kind of chronic back issue for a dude a lefty pitcher that's got kind of a little bit of a you know wonky delivery things like that is this something that the Reds just need to shut him down for the rest of the year i'm curious about that because i really want Nick Lodolo to have a successful career not just a successful 2022. And I think that the Reds need to have an answer for that question. And then one other injury update, Jose Barrero is beginning a rehab assignment in AAA Louisville this week. We'll see him in the middle of June because he is literally starting his spring training now. So it's not as if he's going to be able to play like three or four games and then he'll be in the major leagues. He's going to be down in AAA for probably three or four weeks, probably about the same time that, um, everybody had their spring training this year, and then we'll see him, you know, middle of June, something like that. Uh, but there was also one other positive nugget. Mike Miner will return for, or well, uh, will get here, I guess. You can't return if you haven't been here before. So, yeah, Mike Miner will make his Reds debut in the Cubs series whenever the Reds come back home uh, next week. So that was encouraging to see. As well, but that's going to end. As I just, I think that overall, you know, you're seeing a couple of positive updates, but I wonder about Dola man. I really do. I'm not sure. That the Reds need to push this along and expect him to be back in a couple of weeks. If it's something that, okay, maybe we shut him down to the All Star break, see what's going on, because it seems like, you know, he's been trying to work through it. He's been trying to pitch bullpen sessions and, you know, do long toss and all this other stuff, and it's still just not working. So mm, maybe you shut him down for an extended period of time. And that's kind of what they're doing right now. But that's going to wrap us up for this edition of the Lockdown Reds podcast. Coming up on tomorrow's podcast, Tom Nichols returns to update us on Ellie De La Cruz and the movers and shakers in the Reds farm system. Thanks for making Lockdown Reds your first listen. Now make your second listen Lockdown MLB as Sully brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. Lockdown MLB is just like Lockdown Reds, free and available on all platforms. And hey, We got one more game in Cleveland, an off day, and then the Reds are heading to Toronto. You can count on us to be locked on Reds every single day right here.